Welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast, brought to you by the makers of Vegan Food and Living magazine. I'm your host, Holly Johnson. And I'm Molly Pickering. And the podcast is your weekly dose of vegan food news and topical chat. This week, we are focusing on cooking in a hurry, uh, with the sun finally being out in the UK after months Woo! of <laughs> us complaining. <laughs> um, we, we don't want to be in the kitchen cooking, do we? We want to be out doing stuff. No. So later on, we've got Callum Harris, who has his first cookbook at the age of just 24. He appeared on um, Jamie Oliver's The Great Cookbook Challenge mm. last year, and he's got a new cookbook about cooking vegan food in just 20 minutes. So um, we are going to be chatting about how to, you know, cut down on time in the kitchen. But first, we as always, we read out your lovely letters and emails that you send to us. Not not letters. No physical letters are being no sent. No physical letters. It's, no paper here, it's, thank you. It's not 1955. <laughs> <laughs> your telegrams. Um, <laughs> it's such a sweet one, this. Hello, Holly and Molly. I'm writing to you from New York, where I live and listen oh, to your... Yeah. International. I know, where he listens weekly. Me and my girlfriend have been vegan for 12 years and find your show very inspiring. I wanted to share with you a song called A Pig Named Hopscotch. Hopscotch? I know, I love Hopscotch. What, what a cute name. Um, so you can listen to this. Um, it's by Jay Auden. And if you head to at Midnight Correspondent, on youtube you can listen to the song um he said i'd love to get your ears on tune for a few minutes thank you so much for caring about animals and keeping us human animals entertained so sweet oh human animals i like that so <laughs> if you're having a bad day go and listen to the song about hopscotch and everything will be okay oh my god <laughs> i'm gonna just have it in my ears playing constantly like yeah whenever i'm anxious or whenever i'm just having a bit of a bad day i'll just have this song on loop in my head <laughs> we uh we're a bit tired today aren't we because we were at the podcast show yesterday oh. in London which was super exciting met loads of um, amazing people who work in the podcast industry um, didn't really see any famous people this year did we we saw we talked about Fern no. Cotton who was oh who was it Katie Price was there Katie wasn't Price. She? oh my god I wish I went to see Katie Price I'm so sad <laughs> but the queue was so long um, yeah we are a little bit tired I think it was a very very early start even though we were going to London, which isn't far really from either of us. Um, still five o'clock alarm in the morning. Too early. Train train at twenty past six. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Not but, the one. Yeah, we picked up so many um good tips. So we will be yes. implementing some cool changes um just to keep, you know, keep things fresh and we, we're always striving to improve the podcast. Um do let us know what you think, as always, simply vegan at anthem.co.uk. But let's get on to the topic at hand, which is cooking in a hurry. So what kind of things do you do, Molly, to, you know, just get dinner done when you just... If I'm in a hurry, yeah. my go-to is always pasta. I think if I want like a quick, tasty, substantial meal, I think pasta is my go-to. I don't know if that's very like basic or whatever, but... I just think you can do loads of stuff just in that time. Recently, my go-to has been um, Harissa tomato pasta with Linda McCartney chorizo sausages. That is Ooh. that is my go-to. Um, it's tasty. It's like spicy. It's sweet. Um, yeah, I love that. And I think it takes about 15 minutes. You literally just 
um, what do I do? I chop up a shallot um, or an onion or whatever, finely chop that. The key is cutting things small. Speedy cooking, yes. cut things small because then your cooking time is just reduced because you're not having to cook things yeah. through all the way. I guess Particularly you could... with. I guess you could use a blender to, um, like, the attachment to just, like, shred. The... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, my God, I wish I had, like, a chopper. Do you know one of those yeah. chopper blenders that you just kind of, like, yeah. hump and it just chops it all because I hate chopping onions. Yeah. It's so horrible. That's my worst job. I, I make that a blue job. I'm like, right, you chop the onion, I'll do everything else because <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> um, so, yeah, chop an onion up, um, fry that off, like, maybe five minutes on a low heat just so the onion comes off comes off yes browns <laughs> so all the flavor comes out of the onion sorry and then i add some cherry tomatoes in um i cook the sausages in the air fryer another amazing tip air fryer yeah get one Let, we'll get onto that in a minute because i've got one now and it is revolu- revelationary revolutionary revolutionary i think we can, a revelation a yeah a rev- it, it's an amazing thing in our life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, cook those. Those just cook really fast, and then chop them up. Put them in the pan. Put the pasta water on. Um, cook that. Add like a little bit of tomato paste, maybe if you want it to be more. Um, if you want the like harissa sauce to be a bit more rich. Um, I quite like it a bit sort of loose, should we say? Mm. Um, so I add some when the pasta's cooked. Add the pasta to it. Add a bit of pasta water. Salt, pepper, lemon. All of that jazz mm, and it's tasty. Lovely. And mm. I, I suppose if you didn't want to buy like the processed products, because, you know, you might be whole food plant based or, you know, just trying to do things cheaper. You yeah. could marinate tofu, couldn't you, in like mm. um, smoked paprika? Yeah, that would be really nice. Maybe kind of have like a bit of a crunchy, you could roast it or you could... Again, if you're in a rush and air fryer, it, I can do like crunchy um, tofu bites in about 12 minutes. Yeah. So those would be really good in there. Yeah. So I've got an air fryer now and I think um, it costs like 100, about £110, £120, mm-hmm. this particular one. And um, no, I think you're, I think it was less than that. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think it was less than that. I think yours was a hun- like just under a hundred. I'll I'll link to it in the show notes, the particular model that I've got. But it's it's brilliant. You literally just open it up, chuck the stuff in, close it, and it's just cooked in like ten minutes rather yeah. than like twenty half an hour. It saves so much time. And my daughter is hilarious. My daughter is cooking everything in it. Really? Oh, I love Bless that. Her. So she put cheese on toast in it. Oh God. <laughs> Did it work? Not really. No. She, said, she said, oh, I think I should have toasted the bread first because uh, I don't <laughs> think it, I know, but bless her, she's just absolutely loving it because, you know, she's like a typical teenager, a little bit lazy when it comes to feeding herself. She just wants yeah. a snack instantly. So, yeah. yeah. She, but I mean, yeah, we've done tofu in it really, really crispy, like say after like 10 10 less yeah less than 15 minutes yeah and then you can just chuck that into anything can't you like a nice satay sauce mm. so um well, how do you make the satay sauce it's like coconut cream um peanut butter but do you know what i've never made a satay sauce haven't you i don't know if i like satay sauce <gasps> oh. i know it's very weird it's something that i've just never really like I love the idea of it. I love mm. I love peanuts. Why would mm. I love peanut butter? Why would I like 
why would I not like this thing? Yeah, I just um, love the combination of like salty and sweet. Mm, so me yeah. too. This is why it's really yeah. baffling to me. Why I've just never like it's not my go-to. I think it's because I've got quite a lot of friends that have peanut allergies. Oh, okay. Um, so you're scared. It's, they've scared you off. Yeah, I, I just kind of it's just not something I've cooked yeah. before. Like we've not cooked it together, so it's it's just not in my like repertoire. Yeah, oh, you need to get on that. Yeah, I think it's yeah. um peanut butter some like scoop the top off some coconut milk mm-hmm. um and some maple syrup mm. bit of salt tiny bit of chili i think you can add like uh, you know garlic or ginger or whatever but you don't need to yeah. and then and soy sauce and then just sort of whip it up you know with a with a fork and mm, um that would be so nice I mean, you could do that you literally could coat that in the air fryer like um lightly coat it and then the tofu yeah. would absorb it all Lovely. and then you could just add some more afterwards yeah. delish bit, that, maybe i'll give that a try yeah a bit of lime juice as well over mm, it yeah it's a good one for the barbecue because you can make like tofu skewers yeah delish that sounds really good um what else what what kind of things do you cook when you're in a rush because I guess you've got big families, lots of mouths to feed. You don't want to be cooking for hours and hours. No, I, well, the air fry's definitely been a game changer. I'm using a lot less pans. Yeah. Um, My problem is cooking for lots of different appetites. So, yeah. you know, I want to eat healthy, whole food, plant-based stuff. Um, My daughter wants to eat sort of. I don't know, she likes things like stews and soups mm. and things like that. That You know, I'm more sort of like, I like sort of fresh, like Buddha bowls. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Especially this... And I guess when it comes into, like, stews and soups and stuff are obviously amazing. Yeah. But when it comes into the warmer months, you don't want to be, like, labouring yeah. over a hot, steamy pot. Yeah, exactly. And then the German exchange student seems to, um, like, asparagus a lot she loves asparagus and broccoli which is great but she likes quite plain stuff so like right. plain boiled potatoes with no skin on oh which to me it's like fine but it's so bland yeah i um, love the skin on a potato another time another tip to save you time i am not peeling my carrots or potatoes anymore or like beetroot things like that I, I i keep the skins on they've got more nutrients yeah and it's also like if you just give them a big old like a scrub yeah and if there are bits of the skin that look a little bit gammy you can just sort of scrape that off of a knife but how annoying is it peeling potatoes it's oh. the worst job in the whole world that and peeling garlic i hate oh so the un- chopping the onion and then peeling potatoes they have to be yeah like a close second super annoying yeah um, like you say, yeah, just give them a bit of a scrub. I mean, I have made slaw before without peeling carrots and it did go like look a slightly brown, but who cares? We're so used to everything looking so perfect. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What does that even matter? Like you're not cooking food for like a Michelin star restaurant. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Thank you're cooking... God. Exactly. You're cooking food at home and, you know, these things. And also I find whenever people do chop potatoes or carrots or whatever, like a peel the skin sorry they are peeling away like bits of the actual vegetable it's just a waste it is a massive waste isn't it I mean I know you can obviously use them to make a soup or a stock or something but yeah how many of us actually get around to doing that let's be honest exactly exactly my um my boyfriend's really on that kind of like saving the scraps and making a stew, uh, stock sorry and um we'll make the stock and then it'll be like 
oh, we've got so much stock. <laughs> we've got so freezers much stock. and freezers full of stock that you yeah, <laughs> and then we just make some more. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, so German exchange student likes plain food, and so does my son. Really, although he will eat sort of curry. I mean yeah things like curries I mean I, I'll tend to do two so I'll do like the sauce mm-hmm. and then I'll do like I don't know chickpeas or tofu for myself and my daughter and then um like maybe some fake chicken fake chicken some like vegan chicken in the other mm. one because my daughter doesn't really like the fake meats even though she's vegan it's just yeah oh, it's a nightmare but um yeah I so I'll do yeah, I'll do like the base sauce again with like um, a bolognese. Like mm. I'll do like I I chuck mushrooms and walnuts in the blender, Delish. blend them up, and it makes like a mince. Yeah, um, I love that. Yeah. yeah, that I've done that once before, and it was so good. A little bit more expensive, I would say, maybe with the walnuts, Guess but. So. But, you know, even if you didn't want to use walnuts, you could use lentils. lentils. You could just sort of like, maybe not necessarily create a mince, but you could just chop up everything quite fine um, and you would still have like a really nice texture. Yeah, super quick, super cheap. And, you know, it's, uh, it's actually links quite nicely to our um, charity that we're supporting at the moment, doesn't it? We're talking about saving money and the cost of living crisis. We're um, currently supporting the Trussell Trust, which helps people who are going hungry in the UK at the moment yeah. and An amazing our, charity yeah and our parent company are is it matching matching the donations I think up to up to, yeah the, so we are um Anthem our parent company have launched a just given page um which the link will be in the show notes um, if you did want to donate to um, the Trussell Trust. And yeah, all the donations will be in aid of Trussell Trust. And um, yes, uh, we will kindly be donating uh, or matching, I should say, up to £10,000. Yeah, we're going to be um, cooking. So the Vegan Food and Living team are going to be cooking on Sunday, which is World yes. Hunger Day. So we're going to be cooking a meal, a vegan meal, obviously, for a friend or family members or whatever. And just asking them if they would like to donate just £5 to um, the Trussell Trust. So, yeah, you can join us and get involved with that. Yeah, I think that's such a lovely way to spend a bank holiday. Have your friends over, have some family over. Um, maybe everyone brings a meal. Maybe, I don't know, you cook something and everyone kind of like pitches in a fiver. I think, you know, what what better way to, yeah. you know, spend time, spend raise money for a great cause. I know. I love it. What are you going to be cooking? Have you thought something yet? I don't know. I think there's plans for a barbecue on Sunday, you know. Yeah. So I think it's going to be some, some barbecue food. Yeah, we've had a couple lately. I did... Uh... Did the old sweet corn on the cob, sweet corn mm. on the corn on the cob, sweet corn on the cob, <laughs> <laughs> and some skewers. I marinated some mushrooms in like miso and soy sauce. Mm. They were so oh, good, I really meaty. Love, I love miso mushrooms. They are the best thing in the world. Oh <laughs> yeah. God, they put a bit of mirin in with it. I promise. Ooh, bit, okay, a bit of mirin, soy sauce, and miso, and then it just kind of like makes them a little bit tangy yeah yummy i i like doing um stuffed portobello ones as well mm. you stuff them with like a miso mix um and serve it with like an asian slaw and stuff wow. that's really nice 
Anyway, well, we're getting hungry now. We're off to uh, we're off to make some dinner. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's ten o'clock in the morning, and I'm go and make dinner. <laughs> I'm gonna go and cook a satay dish. <laughs> uh, well, stick around. We've got Callum Harris coming up. As I said, he's 24. He's got a huge following on Instagram and TikTok, and he is sharing his tips for getting speedy in the kitchen. And don't forget, if you want to support the show, we're aiming to get to 100 patrons by mid-August. Please do help us in our challenge. Um, Head to patreon.com forward slash simply vegan and you can join us for our live cook-alongs. We've got one coming up, haven't we, in in what, two or three weeks, I think? Yeah, I think so. Holly's going to be the chef. Ah, scared. (laughs) Yeah, and we've also... Maybe you can do the skewers. Yes, the, uh, the <laughs> yeah, good idea. I need to uh, I need to think about what I'm going to cook. But um, yeah, lots going on over on Patreon. So please do head over and join us from £2 a month. Callum Harris, you are 24. You've got 169,000 followers on Instagram, 85,000 on TikTok. You appeared on The Great Cookbook challenge with Jamie Oliver and you now have your now have your first cookbook out the 20 minute vegan that's quite a lot to have achieved by by a young age isn't it a little bit yeah I mean it still feels like I can do more but I I mean when I when I go out and you do tell people your age they're kind of surprised by it all yeah and you're just sort of there like uh, I mean what else would I be doing at 24 like <laughs> but I... <laughs> what was it like filming with Jamie Oliver um Jamie yeah Jamie Jamie's a sweetheart um but also it was kind of a it was a weird thing because you're so used to seeing someone like that on your screen growing up and you don't sometimes think that these people are real I don't know if you ever get uh there's there's probably someone in your mind or um anyone listening that there's some sort of celebrity that you think would be so weird to see in real life but yeah, no, like um, Kim Kardashian or someone like that, you'd probably think, oh, I imagine seeing them in real, real life. It'd be a bit weird. That's what it felt like for me. So um, I guess it was kind of out of body at first because I was just sitting there trying to do my thing, but at the same time thinking, oh my God, it's Jamie Oliver and I'm, I'm trying to cook vegan food for someone who's notoriously not vegan. So um, yeah, no, it was cool. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um and uh, yeah, just something else to bloody add to the list of stuff I want to do. I know. Were you were you nervous? Because like I was watching the first episode earlier, you know, just prepping for our um, chat, and oh, I just I just felt nervous for you. I was thinking, oh my god, you I... know, all the cameras there. You've got all these judges. Nah. No, you're just nah. No, uh, I no, I was. Um, <laughs> I can palm it off, but um, I was uh, feeling a little bit of nerves. I knew deep down what I was doing and I knew that what I was making tasted good. I think um, what I was more concerned about is making sure my message got across. And um, you're quite right. What you see on, on the camera is two people just having a chat in a kitchen that's somewhat empty. But what you don't see is like 20 other people behind the camera. You've got about four cameras focused on you. You've got uh, obviously Boom Guy. You've got bloody people in the background doing God knows what, food stylist trying to make things jazz up. And then you just got me uh, trying to do it. <laughs> and I guess, um, and I guess, um, yeah, that can kind of throw people off. But um, luckily with, with filming on social media and stuff, you're kind of used to um, having to sort of, 
uh talk to camera or like you know make yourself presentable um but yeah if i definitely didn't if i didn't have that then i'd probably be absolutely on the floor going what the f- <laughs> yeah. so for anyone who hasn't watched that because this was um last year wasn't it 2022 that it came out twas twas last year one year ago yeah so for anyone that didn't see it the great cookbook challenge um what was the kind of premise of the show um so the premise of the show was essentially a cooking competition uh, but the winner being uh, not only uh, bragging rights uh, and being like Jamie Oliver's protege per se, uh, that wasn't the actual prize. The actual <laughs> prize was you would win at the end of your um, at the end of the show. The winner would get a cookbook deal from Penguin Michael Joseph, uh, which is quite a big deal for for first time authors and first time like ever putting yourself on in public for some of these people. Definitely. So. Um, to have that kind of exposure so quickly and then to also have a book on top of that is, is quite a uh, a challenge. Um, but yeah, um, that's what the winner got. Uh, I didn't win, but I had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you've got and you've got a cookbook coming out, which we'll get to in a minute. So it, it's out. It's out. It's yeah, out. Sorry, it's out already. We'll um, we'll link to it in the show notes for anyone who wants to order it. Um, yeah, so please do. Tell us no, about <laughs> tell us about what you cooked in episode one. Then it was a pesto pasta, wasn't it? Yeah, and I, I remember seeing a meltdown on Twitter because um, obviously you know the result of what happens. I knew I got through, but I remember seeing people going, "If this guy gets through with putting peas in pesto, I swear to God." And I'm like, <laughs> ah, "Yeah, no, you're gonna see me for a few more weeks, my friend." Um, but yeah, no, I made a dish that I felt like really. Um, got across what I'm trying to do with um, the book I was presenting and the book that is out now in shops um, and that being actually really tasty vegan recipes that have some protein and don't rely on meat or dairy alternatives as like a benchmark to to make like things taste nice yeah. it's just purely food that you can get in the shop um, so I used uh, that ethos to sort of make this dish of um pesto but with a little difference of peas and breadcrumbs to make it a bit more lighter um and that's what i made just then i thought not only that um you can obviously you can sort of gauge that pesto is pesto and people are going to like pesto but also logistically yeah the first episode of something you're going to be new to cooking you don't want to be sitting there cooking like an hour and a half dish Mm. like i thought get me in and out in 20 minutes blender pasta mix boom Bob's your uncle. Um, but obviously a bit more to it. Like it has like a garlic pan grattato, which is like essentially posh breadcrumbs on top. Um, and yeah, there's there's quite a bit going on with it. It look yeah, it looked really good. I love that about pesto. You can kind of just chuck anything in, can't you? Like spinach or kale or yeah. anything. Also, it's very easy to make vegan. The only thing that isn't is the parmesan if you are making it like a traditional Italian Gennaro Contado type bloke yeah. but um for us at home and for us wanting to do vegan stuff nooch is the great replacement for that so yeah um just swap it out doesn't matter yeah exactly or nutritional yeast for anyone who's uh, wondering what we're on about nooch <laughs> oh yeah if you right yeah one thing you realize if you're a new vegan listening to this is nooch is like a, a a sexier way of saying nutritional yeast because if you tell anyone to 
to put nutritional yeast in it sounds like you're you're, you know giving yourself a prescription or something so um, yeah yeah, it does (laughs) so we try we try and butter it up in a nice way for you lot what are some of your favorite recipes from the book there's some another pea one in there peas on toast which which is kind of a trend at the moment isn't it yeah it kind of feels like i'm obsessed with peas but i'm really not (laughs) um no that peas on toast is brilliant because um it's essentially your alternative to uh, smashed avo on toast. And one thing that really I was sort of aiming to do with it was make avocado, but not avocado, because obviously not only is it uh, a ball lake to, um, to import, but it's also uh, fats purely. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted to incorporate a bit of protein in. But at the same time, you want that fatty taste and that sort of... Um, that taste of Creamy. you know like creaminess yeah so i sub in tahini um with the peas i add fresh herbs to make it sort of vibrant a bit of lime, uh, lime or lemon one of the two you can add both it doesn't matter mm. but it's in the book um and then yeah just top it with um blitz it top it with uh well top it on sourdough a bit of chili flakes Lovely. and uh you've essentially got something brilliant there yeah um i also love the butter chicken well it's not chicken is actually tofu curry that is the name that we put in print yeah um, <laughs> and then i also what do i like yeah no there's there's a lot in the book like danny danny noodles there's um jackfruit burritos which are brilliant uh the salted almond millionaires which are properly good and like there's 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 stuff that genuinely a lot of you lot can make um and a lot of you lot can get the stuff in shops yeah and that was really important. It wasn't a case of making a book that was just a vegan 20-minute book. Like most of the recipes in there are pretty healthy. Um, a lot of it you'll make on a day-to-day basis, and it's just a just a nice vibe yeah. as well. Um, what? How did you get into all this then? It's it's weird, isn't it? Because like they, you don't see many sort of young people giving veganism a go that doesn't necessarily fit that mold of what a vegan would be. Um, one thing for me was uh, when I went vegan, I wanted to do it in a way that obviously prioritized food first. I care a lot about obviously the ethics and the environmental side of things. However, it was really important for me to focus on the health aspect. Can you actually eat uh, an all plant-based diet and be healthy from it and get everything you need? And the answer is yes, you can. And really I wanted to properly get into cooking good plant-based meals and at the time i found that there wasn't really anything that you were making on an everyday basis a lot of the meals and a lot of things that came out were relying on the shock factor and this is where i think veganism is in terms of cooking you've got the shock factor dishes and then the actual dishes so shock factor dishes are like wow this is vegan i can't believe it this is stuff like your vegan chicken your vegan burgers or whatever these massive dishes or like these sort of centerpieces and they're sort of there to be that comparison to the uh the meat predecessor whereas you've got actual dishes which just rely on uh vegetable only things using a lot of whole whole foods and really trying to make uh really try to make original dishes that just so happen to be vegan Mm. and that was the ethos i really sway towards i didn't want people going oh my god this is vegan what i wanted people going "Mm, that's really nice ah it's vegan hey go on we'll have that um but yeah um i got into it just through through my own journey of being vegan 
I had a year of making vegan food. I realized I was very bad at it. <laughs> and I wanted to start on social media with trying to help people out at the same time as helping myself out. So where did that um, first seed come from then? At what point did you kind of, you know, come across veganism? It's quite a weird one because I didn't fall into the cowspiracy kind of um, document documentary watching folk, um, nor did I go to any protests. I was at a barbecue and I met this family friend called Pan and he was quite healthy, looked, looked in good physique. He also had a back problem that he recovered from the year before and he just looked really fit and healthy. And I was kind of just sort of intrigued as to how he did it because he was in proper pain last year. So um, through chatting to him, he then told me he was predominantly vegan and he essentially explained the whole thing to me and as to why we should eat more vegan food, why plant-based is the way forward and sort of put me at ease with like those kind of stereotypes that you're going to wither away if you go vegan or you're going to just turn into one of those people that is just going around the street with a cardboard sign, <laughs> like demanding for the planet to change. Um, but the truth is, is that you can live your life as normal and be vegan. Um, or just don't label it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like you can just be normal and nothing wrong with not being normal, but it's just like, it's very normal to, to go vegan. It's not an, it's not a, uh, it's not a out of worldly thing. It's really easy at the moment. And um, that's what I found after talking to this, this man, we'll call him Greek man. Um, but yeah, Greek man told me to do it. I thought, let me give it a go for a month, see if I survive. Uh, like Gloria Gaynor and I did and we uh, we're here still kicking five years later um, probably the healthiest I've felt in terms of my life I don't ever remember getting properly ill I don't think I've ever been bed bound per se um, that is obviously maybe luck of me luck of the draw um, but yeah no I just find it's a great diet that works out for me mm. so yeah I always used to get sort of like um like kind of tonsillitis every winter and things like that. And mm. since going vegan, I don't get that at all. I mean, I've maybe... Been... How long have you been vegan, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I think it's five years now. So... Hey, same goes. Yeah. Yay! 2018. 2018. <laughs> I went vegan when the first Bosch book came out. Uh, okay, yeah. It, yeah. It all sort of hit the mainstream, didn't it? Derek Sarno came, you know, from nowhere and kind of yeah. put all of his products into Tesco's and it was suddenly like, oh, oh yeah. this is great. So yeah, yeah, definitely jumped on the bandwagon. But um... Oh, we definitely got <laughs> we got lucky there, didn't we? If we were those pre-vegans 2016 looking around the shop going, Where, where's the silk container? Yeah. <laughs> just like bloody, or goja jang or anything like that, you'd be, you'd be mental. But now I think food is, is obviously opening up and like the times are just uh, changing definitely. and I love it. Yeah. I mean, I think um, I think you maybe may have mentioned when you were on the show on the um, the Great Cookbook uh, Challenge that you wanted to kind of inspire your generation. Yeah, that's correct. So, do you do you think the next generation? I'm talking about obviously your age. I'm I'm like Jamie, twice your age. So, like your podcast mum. Oh, doesn't really matter, really. <laughs> Honestly, like the amount of people you meet, and I've been surprised at age or whatever. But the amount of people you meet um, in this sort of cooking world the more you realize that age doesn't really matter it's just the message yeah. that you're trying to give out yeah it doesn't matter if i was 46 or 24 or whatever the hell i am um we're all 
talking from the same we're all singing from the same yeah. sheet so yeah but the yeah the younger generation do you think that they are more open to veganism do you think uh, you know a lot, a lot of your friends now are vegan um do you know what a lot of my friends are more open to veganism they eat a lot more vegan meals they've not fully making made the switch but i don't bully them for that i just sort of let them be yeah. and really i prove my worth through my actions um and sometimes that's the best way it's like you never no one ever likes to be told what to do yeah. no matter what um and i think nowadays the younger generation have a lot more to obviously access um and a lot more resource to sort of um study but not only that they can just sort of find people that they like quite quickly um so i guess with that leads for the opportunity of more people coming in with their message and i think yeah a lot of young people probably find it a lot easier to go vegan because of that maybe one of them's found me and gone ah oh, cool um and then for me that's great and like i want like say not only younger people to to find out what i'm doing and what i'm about but also any generation really hence why a cookbook was important for me because it was um like it or not cookbooks are, are always here to stay like they are like predominantly like they're great assets um and also there's nothing better than just looking for a cookbook getting inspiration and sort of seeing what someone's put into that um and that, yeah, I wanted people to sort of realize I wasn't just a social media person. I was, I'm, I'm someone that can actually cook yeah. and good vegan food, if that. So you can do it too. Yeah. Trust me. This is it. I think there's, you know, TikTok has its place and Instagram and everything and, and blogs, but there is nothing quite like just sitting down. Like I just love to sit down like with a glass of wine at the weekend, just kind of looking through my cookbooks and thinking about what to cook. It's just... I would I, I, I would do that as well. I mean, I I love just going to a bookshop and flicking through all the cookbooks and buying none of them. <laughs> I'm so bad. Yeah. I like I don't buy any of them. I literally look and I go like, oh, that looks nice. That looks nice. And then I just go home. Um, but except I'll buy my own. No, I probably won't. Um, no, I actually do, to be fair. I bought like, quite a few of my own. Could you have to? Back the product. Yeah, you're not a good advert there. You don't want to encourage people to go to to the bookshop. Oh no, no, honestly, <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, if there's any cookbook you should buy, it's the Twenty Minute Vegan, and maybe another one. But like, um, yeah, um, genuinely, like, uh, I'm aware that people are like operating probably maybe similar mindset to me, if not completely different. So, um, is what it is, I guess. Yeah. What's the secret to cooking in under twenty minutes then? Because that is quite a short period of time, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And uh, for me, 20 minutes uh, was like a time frame where it's like 15 minutes with the chat. So it's like, if you're taking a bit of time with 15, that's your 20. So the key for that is actually planning what you're cooking. So um, reading methods and obviously making sure you know what you're doing. You've not running around the kitchen, get equipment out and whatnot. The other key is to make it really, really simple. So for me, I could write complicated recipes if I wanted to. Um, but the truth is, is that not many people are gonna follow this for a first time author and let alone on socials. I think people just really need to get into cooking. Hence why things like the air fryers are so popular mm. and slow cookers because people are just wanting that need of in 
button on out yeah. food yeah um so 20 minutes for me was kind of that time frame to go okay could could people genuinely get into vegan cooking i i believe they can how can they well let me take care of the time aspect um yeah so so one tip is obviously prepping maybe like get everything out before you start the recipe um second thing equipment you you obviously need that out but you don't need too much stuff like you need a good frying pan maybe a saucepan if you're doing pasta a food process is always great because it chops things down quicker some of the recipes in the book um have food processor others are just straight chopping and frying um and yeah i think i think really the other key is just to just enjoy it as well and it sounds cliche but like if you're sitting there like regimented cooking you're not going to enjoy it it shouldn't feel like that and it's it's hard because a lot of people uh, don't feel like they can cook or they feel uncomfortable cooking but i want people to feel that comfort um to go look even though it's a 20 minute cookbook like be real stick on some music chill like yeah. enjoy the cooking like take the process and just go all right this is nice yeah just enjoy um, it rather than <laughs> yeah it's exactly I think it's that sort of like Tuesday night situation though isn't it like especially for oh. for me after work I'm like oh my well, god I don't want to cook but just I, I had it I had it yesterday I had like I had like a, a busy day in and out and I got back at like half eight and I kind of just was like, I can't even be bothered to cook. Um, but I did in the end because um, it's on brand. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did in the end. And I made like this sort of vegan induya pasta with like my mate got like a, um, his, got like a vegan induya. So I used that, made a, made a pasta with some tofu, uh, carrots and whatnot. And it was just a makeshift meal. And really I felt so much better than, not eating or just having a bit of toast or whatever yeah, or a horrible greasy ready meal <laughs> oh yeah or a bloody delivery which by the way delivery is lovely but just not too much yeah and who can afford it right now as well <laughs> oh cost of living babes cost of living this cost of living yeah yeah oh well it's been so nice to chat to you callum what is next for you then um wherever the public need me i'm there <laughs> um but also i'm uh i'm obviously loving this book and i know a lot of people are gonna love it when they get it um so i guess the next step is to make sure people know about it yeah. and i will keep cooking on social media if people want free recipes and yeah uh, we'll see where the wind takes me i guess i'm not trying to um shout about my plans or like um do that like manifestation where you're like 11 11 touch touch the, the walls or whatever the uh, the crystals or my chakras aligned and this will happen yeah. i'm just like look see what I, happens. let's see where this goes because yeah. this could all like it could all end tomorrow or you don't know and like for me it's just about enjoying it and uh, i'm i'm just going to keep enjoying cooking so if you want to enjoy it come along to my page or my book or wherever brilliant thank you ever so much it's been lovely to have you on the show that's all right no worries thank you for having me well please do share your own speedy cooking tips with us at simplyvegananthem.co.uk and um, also share this episode on social media so that we can reach more people 
join us on Patreon from just £2 a month. You can listen ad-free on one of the tiers. You can access our lives. And we have on the 31st of May at 7pm GMT coming up a Q&A, intimate Q&A with Dr. Shireen Kassam, who's a top doctor at King's College Hospital in London. 